So we're focusing on being clothed in the armor of God. Um, it's been interesting, but we've just been on this phenomenal journey together as a church family, and just personally as a Christian. I got to—I have to just say my my whole life and leadership element over the last two years has been so shaken in a wonderful way. When uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me a little over two years ago that we were going to go through each book of the Bible and discover how Jesus is revealed in each book. It was a very challenging thought for me, 66 Sundays devoted to this. But Jesus is powerfully revealed in Genesis, amazingly revealed in Exodus. And I mean, as you just progress through, it was such a beautiful thing. And, and that was the most involved, in-depth study preparation I've ever done in my life in sermon prep, and, and I just felt like it unlocked something in me as a Christian. And a, a number of people were coming during that series and that season of time saying, you know, it just, it's just like we've gone to another place of revelation coming from heaven. And I can't tell you the number of people in these uh, few weeks that we've been looking at the various components of the armor of God who have said to me, literally, my life has been changed by what God is revealing. And I, I just want to say to you that there is a certain sense of awakening that God's bringing, but I, I'm, you're going to start hearing me use a term, and it is the, the title, Awakened and Activated. You know, when I take the strengths finder test, the number one thing I am is an activator. When I read Hebrews chapter 4, I realize that the Word of God is living and active. When I think about the, books of, the book of Acts, it was the New Testament church empowered by the Spirit and activated for the supernatural purposes of God. And uh, we're going to move into a time this fall where we're going to start looking at the progression of the tabernacle. And it's amazing when you see the furniture in the tabernacle and the blueprint God has provided as a prayer guide for us to become truly spiritually activated, to hear the voice of God, and to walk out and fulfill the purposes of God. I just want you to know, a lot of people in our society do church really well. And I, I want you to understand, I don't fault anybody in that regard, but I, I just know our society is not going to be changed by more clever. Our society is going to be changed by more power. And the church better discover the power of God if we're going to become everything God's called us to become. And I'm asking you today, come on, let's join in, let's press in and declare it in Jesus' name. We are arising to greater potential in everything God has called us to. So my goal today in the name of continuation of what our focal point has been, we're going to look at this portion of Scripture. I don't want to preach uh, kind of the more, you know, contextual sermon like I have. I want to try and get to that place where we're going to come back into a time of prayer. Today you're going to hear the Lord for yourself. Today there are some specific words we want to just pray and release and encourage. I believe that it's very clear in Scripture that the church should be hearing the voice of God. John 10, 27, my sheep know me, they hear my voice, and they follow me. It's a very clear uh, declaration throughout Scripture, always been part of God's plan. Old Testament revealed all of this, New Testament substantiated and confirmed it in amazing ways. I'm sensing just a strong conversational desire from God this morning, and I want us to really engage in that. Uh, so here, here, I want to give you four, this is not on your note card, you might want to jot this down. Uh, there are four 
specific ways that you have, that God revealed. You know, we all learn from God in different ways. Everybody has different learning styles. You're wired differently. Uh, Let me just ask, how many of you enjoy a quiet time that is fairly regimented and progressive, and you can see what you've accomplished and you know where you're going. Raise your hand if that's you, devotion guys, and that sort of thing. How many of you enjoy a quiet time that's a little less structured and more music and, uh, and you're kind of flowy in your quiet time? Okay, you know there's not right and, and wrong. There's just more than one way uh, the Bible actually says there's more than one way to skin a cat. I'm sure somewhere in the Bible it says that, but I've just heard it so much. But there, you know, you get to learn to cooperate with your design. That's a really important thing. And in the church world that we live in today, uh, there's not a lot of conversation about what is my design, each of us individually. And we need to understand God made each of us very uniquely, very specifically. Some of us are very loud. Some of us are very quiet. Some of us are very expressive. Some of us are more introspective. And so you're not right or wrong in your design. You're simply designed by God. You're uniquely and wonderfully made. God wants you to cooperate with that. So what I want to ask you to write down are four simple uh, words. See, hear, feel, know. See, hear, feel, know. Different people respond different ways when God begins to reveal things. Some of us have a sense of, and I'm speaking of your spiritual faculties and abilities. Um, Your spiritual faculties and abilities are a unique element in and of themselves. You have physical senses and you have spiritual senses. In fact, uh, there's a, a couple that, they'll be in our second service, and we celebrated with them last week. Uh, Make sure I say it right. I wrote it down so I would remember. You ever write something down, then you forget where you wrote it? Anyway, uh, I'm sure it's right. Tim and Esther, right? Tim and Esther? And so, Tim and Esther, um, they actually came to meet with me. Uh, I'm talking with them about roles of leadership and what our community group ministry is and, and how they might be a part of that leadership. And so, we got together and had a conversation. And they said, uh, somebody in the youth group, one of our youth, who's spiritually activated and on fire for God, Uh, I just want to say hats off to our youth. Come on, they're doing an amazing, amazing job. Pastor Chris, Jana, and our leaders, it's great. Uh, Most of our youth attend second service, and usually they're standing up shouting at me when I'm preaching. I mean, God has done something so powerful in the Next Generation Church, and we're so excited about that. But one of our youth gave Tim and Esther a word As they were praying, they felt like God said, Tim and Esther are going to have a baby. So Tim and Esther and I are having this conversation, and they said, yeah, one of the youth said, we're going to have a baby. And uh, and so we were having that interaction and conversation, and they said something actually similar to what the Stukins told me this morning. They said, you know, when we came to the church, uh, we were far from wanting to plan for a family. We were just trying to survive. And God put the pieces back together in our lives, and this person in the youth had no idea, but we actually have been having a conversation about planning a family, so it was a real confirmation. And then the next week, they came to me and they said, we had no idea that when we were having a conversation with you, we were already pregnant, and so we celebrated with them this last week. But how many know that person in our youth got a word from God that named something they weren't even expecting, and suddenly they're expecting, literally, they're expecting... (laughs) 
And so, come on, God just wants to have a conversation and help us know that He's there for us. This is not about you trying to find your way to greater places of morality by the Bible guide to help you be a more moral person. Morality is actually a result, not a pursuit. A pursuit of Jesus converts your life in every possible way. You start to hear the voice of God, and the loving conviction of the Holy Spirit will change your life and rock your world. This is what God wants to do to awaken within us. And so some of us different ways suddenly we'll feel like we see something. Just seeing it, you know, a perception in sight, vision type of a thing. Some of us, we, we feel like we hear something. There's a sense of hearing. Sometimes I hear people talk about, you know, hearing God, and I think, man, that's really wild the way they hear God. That's not really the way it works for me. And so don't disqualify yourself just because it doesn't work the same way. Sometimes you feel like you see it. Sometimes you feel like you hear it. Sometimes you just, you know, have this sense of feeling, like I feel this from the Lord. And then there are other times, and this is kind of what my mode is, you just kind of know it. All of a sudden, what didn't exist in your brain suddenly exists in your brain. I was in a, uh, I agreed to do this, this event for these college students, and it was crazy, night in a hotel, prayer, and, and just seeking God, and they asked me just to come and speak and pray. And so, uh, this was years and years ago. But I'm standing in this room with probably 200 college students, and, um, and as I start ministering, the Lord starts having this conversation with me, much like I'm sensing in this room right now. And I just started calling people out, speaking words over them, and this one young man, I just asked him to come forward, very tall uh, gentleman, had no idea. He was actually from Africa, had come to the U.S., and uh, as I laid my hand on him, I just said, you are the kind of man that when you broad jump, you stretch for every inch before you hit the sand. You're the kind of man that when you run the 100-yard dash, you stretch your chest forward and you get every inch out of all of your speed. You're a strong finisher. And everyone in the room was laughing. And later I would find out he had come from Africa to train in the Olympics for the broad jump in the 100-yard dash. I just want you to know, uh, that wasn't even something I had an awareness of, but I had a knowledge of what to say over him as I was speaking. And I sensed that so strongly in this room. And I want us to move into that and sense what God is doing. And I want to show you a few things from Scripture as we get there, just to prepare our hearts as we continue in the focus of clothes. I want to give you an element of the armor that's very underrated and not talked about nearly enough. We've looked through this in Ephesians 6, 13 to 18. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. We started with the belt of truth. God always takes a warrior and surrounds their core with the truth of His Word. The belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Because of Christ, we're right with God. And you're feet fitted with the gospel of peace or the sandals of peace. Amazing insights that God has revealed within our family uh, over this. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Last week, your salvation came with a sword. Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God or the rhema, revelation of Christ. Here's where we're going to go today, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And a lot of people miss this, but this is saying, once you're clothed in the armor of God, make sure as a warrior you're cultivating the conversation with God He desires for you to have. This is not about you rushing out and doing good things for God. This is about you submitting to God things right up front. 
God wants to establish that. Now, all these messages really helpful for you. You can get them online. Download our app, destinychristian.com forward slash app. Get the uh, the messages on there. Also, all 66 messages in uh, each book of the Bible, how Jesus is uniquely revealed in that, that's available online. I would encourage you to uh, go back and rehearse those in moments of time driving or whatever that may be. But today I'm focusing this title and this whole idea of prayerful communication with God is that we would be awakened and activated. What is it that activates you? Think about that term. It's kind of a new term for, for us, for me. What is it that activates you? Anybody here has somebody they know how to push your buttons? Let's be honest. How many of you here have buttons that are a little too big? <laughs> Easy to find. <laughs> there are certain things that activate me, certain things that activate you, um, we all have the ability and the capacity to be activated. And we have to make sure we're responding appropriately to those activation scenario situations. Practically speaking, I was sitting in Starbucks one day just working on my computer. A group of people were over here, and they were all talking and being kind of loud. And I put in my earbuds and, you know, just listen to worship. And I'm, I like to just sit in a coffee shop sometimes and just do sermon prep, whatever, study, prep. And, um, and so this group's going on and on, and I see a guy come up, and there's one chair left at this table. Now, they've pulled all the chairs over and made a circle, and this one chair's left at the table. He puts his bag down and goes up to order coffee. I happen to notice it because he's right beside me. And then another person comes to be a part of their group. And what does he do? He needs a seat. He takes the chair, not realizing the guy had put the bag down, and he pulls it around his circle. And so I watch, I suddenly realize, this is going to be good. I take out both earbuds, which is a sign that I'm very interested in my surroundings in that moment in time. And, and, and he comes back to his, his table that has no chair, and as he gets back, he, he does like that. You know, he didn't just notice it. He noticed and stopped. Right? Like, pay attention, someone who took my chair, you idiot moron. I mean, that's what that's actually, that's what that body language is saying. And then they realized what was going on, and, and, and he was, you know, I was sitting here. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. And they had this pretty tense exchange, and I'm like, yes. You know, I'm an activator. I like action. I don't want boring. And so I'm checking it out. And the guy grabs a chair, and he sits down with his back to them, and he's, you know, a little stern at it. And then, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes passes, and the guy goes to the bathroom. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I, I, he, he's in the bathroom. The group's there. I literally reached over and took his chair from his table and put it at my table. And, and it was just going to play a little fun joke, you know, because I, I like to have fun. And uh, <laughs> he comes back. And when he comes out of the bathroom, they all knew what I did. And they were like, what? You start a fight, a war? And, and he came back. And when he walked to his table, he saw no chair. He did that again. And I stood up and said, I was just kidding. I took your chair. It's just a joke. And he started laughing. They started laughing. They all started interacting. It was a crazy thing. Like I was just missing and, and I tend to 
be in the danger zone sometimes, but, but I was just messing, and like, then they started talking and high-fiving. They had like stuff in common. I got my earbuds in watching, and when the guy left, they were waving, have a great day. I mean, it was amazing. It went activation bad to activation good, and that's exactly what God wants to do in every one of our lives. Some of us have been living in activation bad. God wants to turn it to activation good. And when we get in a mode of activation good, that's when we start to sense activation God. See, to hear the voice of God is to hear the voice of love. I just made a monumental statement that we have to digest, process, probably going to spend the rest of the year understanding what this really looks like, already sensing the New Year's revelation for 2019 and what I believe God's wanting to stir us to understand that He's going to reveal in the year to come, and it has so much to do with this. When you hear the voice of God, you have heard the voice of love. So you and I need to understand we're capable of being influenced. We're capable of having that. You get around somebody, and you start to behave a little like them. In fact, uh, I got this video sent to me this week. Uh, the Danley Senate, Caleb, had uh, actually, we, we do a nine o'clock prayer in here just for the leaders that come, the people that are serving, volunteering. We all show up and we kind of rally in the Lord and just cry out to God on all of our behalf. And, uh, and he was in here last week watching. And I get a little animated, especially when I pray. I mean, you think I'm crazy when I preach. You should see when I pray sometimes. And so I, I was really animated. And then he went home and he uh, said he's going to be a pastor, and he started doing things like he saw a pastor do. And be pastor. Now, what do you say? All of that too of God. And the, and I don't know. I the way, too. the truth, and the life? <laughs> And nobody comes to the Father. And nobody comes to the Father. Except in Amen. Amen and amen. Come on, that's great. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that and allowing me to share that. Uh, it really is amazing how we are influenced in so many ways beyond what we truly understand. How many of you have a friend or you've been talking with somebody and you said the same thing at the same time? You spend enough time around them, you start to sound like each other. And you, you say this phrase, we must be on the same wavelength, right? It's a really common phrase, and I want to kind of break that down because it's an important thing for us to understand when we're cultivating this conversational relationship with God. This has normally been a little more symbolic than it has been scientific when most of us would use the phrase. But what I think is really intriguing is neuroscience reveals how when two people are together, they actually have an interaction of brain waves causing their brain waves, regardless of their conversation, their brain waves begin to actually look somewhat identical. 
The two brains in proximity, they fire neurons as if they're connected together, firing together, and their patterns start to look almost the same. How many of you believe we are created with capacity and ability beyond what we truly understand? You have this amazing ability. This is why gathering together as a family like this is so important. Because we need to be firing neurological pathways in our brain that the Bible says, in your heart are highways to, to Zion. In other words, we're getting heavenly-minded in our perspectives that is born from the perspective of God when we gather and we worship together. How does God, I mean, you understand, we are created in the image of God. I'm no professional at this. I've not uh, looked into this enough to speak to you from that angle. I've not been invited to speak at TED Talks on this particular topic. But I do know this, we are created in the image of God Almighty. And if God created us in His image to have some type of neurological brainwave connection, how does it affect us to get near to the mind of God in our devotions, in our times of prayer, in worship music times, burning a candle incense, whatever you want to do, where you're alone with God and the mind of God just begins to saturate your life, reach into your soul and awaken something of an eternal value and purpose that will transform everything about who you are and the world in which you live. Come on, won't you help me today? We declare it in Jesus' name. We want more. We want more. I'm not satisfied with where I have been. I want more. How about you? As we spend time alone with God and purpose time to to be with Him, something within us begins to align with His way of thinking. This is why the Bible says you and I have the mind of Christ. How many of you know you can have something without using it? Just look at your treadmill tonight. You can have something (laughs) without using it. Just because you have the mind of Christ doesn't mean you use the mind of Christ. But if we can get in alignment in constant, ongoing places personally, individually, as well as corporately, congregationally, in our community groups where we're just facilitating the mind of God more readily in our hearts and lives, it can awaken something of conversation with God that literally carries a supernatural proportion that will transform our world powerfully. A man in our church years ago uh, got a word and just began to… Sometimes you don't understand what God's revealing and speaking, but clearly, as you can tell this morning, if you're a guest with us, we believe God wants to talk to His kids. He's a father. We're His sons and daughters. That's a normal part of fathering children, having conversation. And years ago, a man just went up to another woman in the church and said, I don't know why, but I felt the Holy Spirit was just saying over you $5,000. And so, that'd be a good word. How many would be okay with that? And, and so that was, you know, like just the word. And, and he said, that's really all I felt of the Lord. But he, he said, you know, I just wanted to say that to you and agree that God would just bring increase. That same week, her family called a family meeting, and they had actually discovered some form of inheritance that was being parceled out to the individual family members. And guess how much money she got that week? $5,000. And she said, oh my goodness, are you kidding? And she told her family that a person at our church said that. And then the family, not all of them I think are Christian, and they were suspicious, like, how did that person know that? Did they find out from somebody that we've been talking to and so on? And you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 1, men ought to regard us as those entrusted with the secret things of God. The mysteries of God need to be revealed within the heart of humanity as we're awakened to the purposes of God. I, I got a, a message this week from Steve Upple in Wolverhampton, England. 
And it was interesting just our exchange because I felt like God was speaking to me a, a very clear vision that I'm to explain and express when we're ministering at His church in a few weeks. And, uh, and He actually sent me a message and said, I feel like the Lord said that uh, I was to ask you if you'd be willing to talk about faith when you're in our church. And the vision God gave me was how God takes the sword of the Word and puts it in the mouths of His people so we declare His Word in an attitude of faith transforming our world. And so I was able to share with him, this is great confirmation of what the Lord had been speaking. Guys, this should just be normal. Like members of the youth group can have a word from God. We just need to learn to cultivate this within our own hearts and with our own lives. It is a daily, if you'll write this blank in, it's a daily conversational relationship through prayer, God's Word, and gathering as God's family that awakens new levels of conversation for new levels of life. God really does want to have a conversation. I'm going to ask the worship team just to come on. There's this verse, and it's been really amazing uh, as I've contemplated and reflected on it. You know, we're doing, some of us in the room are doing a, what we call summer intensive, where we're meeting for early morning prayer and if you can make it Tuesday morning at 6, we'll be here. Um, we do these classes, 8 o'clock on Tuesday for 30 minutes. These, these are individuals also join in at the 9 o'clock prayer on Sunday morning. We just purpose this summer we're going to press in and know him more intimately. But in one of those classes, I shared this, and, uh, and it's just been stirring in me since. It was the first week, in fact. Psalms 29, verse 9. I want you to think about really how amazing this is. Like, we read this and don't necessarily think about it, but the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. I mean, ponder. The voice of the Lord activates all creation. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. The voice, the voice of the Lord activates humanity it activates creation and everything that exists because the voice of the Lord is the origin of all that exists. It all came from His voice. God spoke, and here we are. It's the origin of our existence. Therefore, it does make sense that His voice would activate our lives profoundly. I want to read this several verses out of that Psalms 29. The Lord's voice is heard over the sea. The glorious God thunders. The Lord thunders over the ocean. The Lord's voice is powerful. The Lord's voice is majestic. The Lord's voice breaks the trees. The Lord's voice makes the lightning flash. The Lord will be king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. Do you receive strength today? The Lord blesses his people with peace. Do you receive peace today? strength and peace upon you in Jesus' mighty name as you hear and sense the Lord's voice in every situation that you might be facing. You might feel weak, but let the weak say, I am strong. You might feel a sense of chaos, but why don't you declare peace and sense what God has to say about your circumstance or situation? God is able. God is able. We see it. We hear it. We feel it. We know it. Different ways, different expressions, different experiences. 
This week, I want to ask you your action point. We don't want to just hear sermons. We want to put them into action. We call it the GP2RL. We bring God's presence to real life. That's what we do. It's an actionable expression. I want to challenge you to activate your faith by making a meaningful difference in the life of one person this week. Activate your faith by making a meaningful difference. Think about that one person. Who comes to mind? I'm just giving you a minute to think about it. Who comes to mind? Some of you see someone. Some of you hear a name. Someone you feel, feel something towards somebody. Some of you just suddenly know it. You understand, when you get in a place of compassion, trying to make a difference, that's when you are best at hearing the voice of the Lord. Because when you hear the voice of love, you hear the voice of God deep within your soul. I'm very excited about this. Can you imagine what it would be like if all Christians in the world were spiritually activated to walk out just for the next seven days a sensitivity and an awareness the way God designed and desires us to possess. Like having a sense of even things people are going through in our workplace, in our neighborhoods, everywhere we go. Not just uh, being angry at somebody for being in the way when we're on the road and we want them to get out of the way, but actually thinking about maybe they are going through something right now. You have no idea what someone's facing. But learning to live a life of love and compassion and gracious awareness that other people are on this journey. We are all just on a journey trying to find our way. And we need the grace of God to strengthen us. So Father, I pray you would awaken something in our hearts. I want to ask you just position yourself just to be available to Him. What does God want to say? What does God want to speak to you? You are his sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, my house shall be a house of what? Prayer. Now, I love every week we make room for our prayer team to be available for you to come and receive prayer, usually doing that during worship. We do that because our house should be, Jesus said our house should be called a house of prayer. We have to be very guarded because it's easy to convert it into a house of strategic entertainment trying to get people to come back. I really do want you to hear me say it from an absolute right heart. We're not setting out to grow a crowd of people. We want to truly make disciples. 
We want you to grow deep in your faith. We want you to be liberated in your life to become all he's called you to become. Sensing the nearness of God with an awareness to the voice of God. So Lord, awaken that within us today, we pray. Awaken that within us, Lord. We just want to understand more about what you have called each and every one of us to become, what you've designed us to be. In Jesus' mighty name.